Welcome, everybody, to episode 95 of Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. This week, we are going to talk about the season premiere of Star Trek Lower Decks, and we've got a bunch of news to catch up on. So thanks for joining us. Johnson. Hey, Mike. How are you? I am good. How are you? I can't believe it's our 95th episode. I know, right? That's crazy. We are uh, closing in on 100. Yes. Which is exciting. Absolutely. Um, It's crazy. I can't believe there's that many episodes. That's like, yeah, that's a lot. Yes, it is. A lot of Star Trek to be talking about. A lot of Star Trek. A lot of off topic. A lot of this shit, just recording with you, <laughs> editing, writing show notes. Wow. It's uh, approaching 100. That's nuts. Yeah. Have you made any inroads on trying to find our special guest for episode 100? I have not, no. Um, yes. Got it. <laughs> no. Got uh, it. I, yes. So we're what? We're, yeah, we've got about a month, a uh, month and a half to go. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yes, I better get on that. <laughs> better start reaching out to those publicists yes um yeah, yeah so 95 that's a lot of a lot of a lot of time spent with you <laughs> it is it is wait how many episodes the enterprise have oh that's a good uh 22 times four is it tw- was it 22 wasn't it like they were doing 25 episodes maybe but it wasn't the first season shorter wasn't the first season like 18 uh, was it? I know the Voyager first season was very short, um, but I think that was due to the writer's strike. Oh, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm betting that they did not do 95 episodes of Enterprise. They definitely didn't reach 100. I'm, I'm absolutely positive, yeah. but uh, I would stake my life So we that. have gone on but... longer than Star Trek Enterprise. Yes, that was the point. I'm <laughs> trying to pull up memory I've, alpha i know but, i was trying to help you give you the the time you needed literally to my uh my computer is not being helpful yeah. i'm pretty these i'm pretty the confident voyages. these are the voyages 97 oh, oh we're not there yet almost wow. 97 okay is is yeah. it 97 98 or is it 96 97 it was only one hour oh right 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 it was not a two-parter no, it was not. Oh, wow. They were like, this, they were like, this shit is over. <laughs> Unfortunately, and that's when it was getting good with Manny Cotto and these it smaller arcs. And uh, we were yes. leaning towards the Federation being formed. I'm glad I remember the name of the episode. It took me like two seconds. I was like, yeah. what was the name? You of the have episode? some. You, see, this is why I keep you around. You have a good memory for things like that. I could. It would have taken me like minutes and i probably would have used the internet minutes. <laughs> i probably would have used the internet in Many order minutes. to uh, access that information so yeah <laughs> whereas you pull this stuff right off the top of your head most times this is so, random and it's very selective it's not everything so but it is still come in handy, it is pretty significant yeah. for legacy check i don't know if you could do, yeah. do the same for like if we talked about discovery season one or or even Picard no. season one. Vulcan Hello, Battle of the Binary Stars. Okay. The, the Picard season one. Uh, what was that one? Oh, uh, see? It was some weird. It was like poetic. Yes. Like poetic shit. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember. And then actually. we had Lower Decks, uh, you know. And, and I, you know, I, I probably in the last couple of weeks, I actually rewatched the uh, opener of Prodigy. Because remember, I told you I was in the Philippines. Remembrance. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. Um, Remembrance and then maps and legends. Ugh. Oh, yes. Fucking See, now you're. Bullshit, whatever. 
No, it is. Like these titles are sometimes Maps and Legends ridiculous. is cool. No, you're thinking it's not like E Plu. Uh, no, Discovery has some of that BS too. Oh yeah, it's like magic that yeah, vaulting makes... ambition. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh is yeah, that, that was that? a Giorgio episode. Yeah, um, and then magic that makes the the Mattis magic to make them say this man go around. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, Never. Never. and then when they break up the Latin, I'm all I'm like, yeah, it's all over. Yeah, which they over. have. So, but I yeah. getting back to what I was saying is I wa- rewatched the. Uh, opening, which I cannot even remember the name of now, uh, of Prodigy, because remember I was telling you that I saw the first half of mm-hmm. I saw part, part one well, it was in the no. Philippines, and then it cut off, and I was like, right at right, right at, there were like no credits, there were no credits, and right as <laughs> nothing, right as zero enters the bridge of the of yeah. the proto star. So no. I rewatched that like last week or whatever. But well, it's a good uh, good season. Good show. Yeah, you know what? Dal still gets on my nerves. Especially in the first three or four episodes. But you know, you know what else gets on my nerves too is I've been re-watching Game of Thrones, the first season. Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember watching it first time around. Well, all right. So it took me a lot of t- tries to get into it. So I probably watched the first episode. Well, you're not into fantasy as much. Not as much, but um it takes a while. Yeah. I mean, so Lord of the Rings, characters. I would get right into. Like, Game of Thrones, I had no basis for. But, like, if 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 10 years ago, Lord of the Rings came out, like, the series that's launching in a couple of days, then yeah. I would have jumped right on that because I grew up reading The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. So, right. well before the movies were even, you know, out there. That I, You know, I watched The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit cartoons and, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. So... Um, but anyway, getting back to what I was talking about, which I have no idea what I was talking about now. I have no idea. What um, getting into things. Oh, things that annoy me. Right. So Game of Thrones, uh-huh. uh, you know, I remember watching it the first time through and I really felt badly for Ned Stark. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm watching it. Um, I've just finished episode seven of the first season and I'm like, you are such an idiot. Like his dumb, you know, dumb. I like he doesn't know how to play the Game of Thrones. That was the whole yeah, thing. I know, I know. I, I, but I, I guess I had I had um, thought of him more highly in my first watch of it. And now I'm like, you're you, you're, you know, although he's like too naive. Yes. Although That's being traitored by finger, little, little finger. finger. Oh, my God. Come on. Um, is uh, by finger. <laughs> he was fingered. I mean, no. So, yes, that, you know, that whole... Uh, so I just watched the whole, like, scene where he got, you know, thought he was going to take everybody down and take charge because he's the regent as Robert wanted right. him to be, and then he got screwed. Right. So anyway, all that to say is that characters that may not have annoyed me on the first go mm-hmm. annoy me now because they're stupid, but Dal has is still annoying. You know? He's annoying. Yes. He's very annoying. Um, but we do as I think I, I was listening to this with uh, this interview with the showrunner and they were like, yeah, we did too good a job making him annoying. Yeah, it's true. I, I would really totally true. agree with that. Um, yeah, it's almost and obviously we he needs to go on this journey. I get it. But right. it's like they made him too annoying. Yeah, they kind of. Yeah, they, it's hard to watch. Yeah, it's, it is hard to watch. I mean, yes. He could have been annoying, but not so gratingly annoying. Right. And so unwilling. Like, dial it back a couple. Yeah. I mean, so stubborn and not willing to accept help and wanted to, you know, like, basically had to be almost dying to accept Janeway's help to restore the protostar. That little fucker. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. um, In any case. But, yeah. So... We were at a wedding this weekend, which we had a great time at. Correct. Um, yes. Meanwhile, everyone else in Star Trek land was in Las Vegas. Right. Um, so I've, I've heard a few reports, but I think that the one of the more interesting news pieces, actually the only news that really came out of there, right, was what you shared with me. The Denise Crosby news. Right, yes. Yes. I 
suspected that she was going to come back, but she specifically said that she was going to come back as Tasha Yar in some shape or form, mm. which I did not expect. I expected her to come back as Sila. So right. we'll have to see how that pans out. I do not know what they're going to do. Is it an, as a mirror universe thing? Oh, I mean, she's yeah. Older. Are they going to de-age her? I don't know. Right. No, that's all, all. They haven't done that good a job of de-aging, so mm-hmm. I don't really want to see the end results if that is the case. But they've gotten they've gotten better. It's been progressively getting better. I, I wouldn't say it's like uh... horrible, but they have season two. They got better. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, de-aging is always tricky. It's always yeah, tricky. Absolutely. But. Uh, I would I do have to say Disney and Lucasfilm has done it better if I had to compare the two. Oh, absolutely. No, I, that's actually what I was thinking of, you know, is how they de-aged Luke. And, oh, my God. Uh, it did such a good job. I mean, like, it was job. like... Not the first If you, like, season. really paid attention to it, maybe. But honestly, it it wasn't as distracting as Data. Like, I could not stand it. I It, mm. it literally, it took me out didn't, of the moment every time I Yeah, it didn't that. work. I mean... It was bad. It was bad. Well, you know, at the part of the problem with data i think too is that at least in memory for me like data i mean brent spiner was much thinner back in those days and i think that that's the distinction for me is like his his head is somewhat bigger like sure so i mean he's already unnatural looking like the character right you have all this makeup yes. and he has this like shiny skin yep. and he's already look he already looks weird. And then you try to de-age a character to make him look weird. I don't yeah. know. It just did not, it did not work. No, but you're right. Lucasfilm does it much better. I mean, you know, even from the end of season two of uh Mandalorian to uh the season of Boba With Fett. Luke, right? Yeah, Luke. With Luke. You yes. know, Luke and Boba yes. Fett. There's a marked improvement. Yes. So they, you know, um, and in fact, I think they hired someone. And who, then it's funny too, like with um, Rogue One, when they de-aged Leia at the very end, it was like, oh, she was a little weird. Yes. But they also so did that, that with Tarkin in the same movie, right? Yes. That looked, yeah, he looked. He looked better. He, they both looked weird. Yes. They both looked yes. weird. But by the time they got to Men. Boba Fett and you had that whole episode of Luke, it was much. Improved. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, they hired someone who had done a video online and done an a, a amazingly better job than what mm-hmm. they did. Yeah. Paramount to do that. Um, yeah. You know, as you know, again, it's the things that go on at CBS slash Paramount are. Uh, there's so much talent out there. That's the thing. Like there's a there lot of is, talent out yeah. there. Literally, they can just go on YouTube and find someone's work and be like, hey, can you do this for us as a test? And literally hire this person. Yeah, exactly. We'll have the money. I mean, so, Star Wars didn't need, you know, Lucasfilm didn't need to do that. The guy did it without asking. And then they approached him after the fact because he did such an amazing job. But, you know. So I'm eating ice. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, so Tasha Yar is coming back. I mean, so, you know, for me, Tasha Yar was my first Star Trek crush. Right. So I, I'm excited to see what they do with that. Um, but also in Star Trek news, which you shared with me, I think while we were in Boston, you texted me this Star Trek four loses its director. Right. Uh, What's the director's name? The one division director. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't, I don't know either. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. He's not going to work on, <laughs> he's not going to work on, he's Star not going to work so. on Star Trek four. So that's now director list. Uh, you know, it's just, Matt Shackman. Oh, okay. Um, but he's going to work on a Marvel film, Fantastic Four. Right. He's going to work on Fantastic right. Four. So, right, you know. which has a has more of a hope of seeing the light of day than honestly Star Trek Four. So, yes, let's be honest. And yes, and we'll probably make a lot more money than Star Trek Four, potentially. So yeah. So, I mean, Marvel movies make hundreds of millions of dollars, and then yes. So yeah, well, now that's dead in the water. The cast, at least based upon release reports, still hasn't heard anything. So it's like whatever. It's seriously uh, the the Paramount PR engine just needs to be rewired. Well, they just wanted to have something to say at a stakeholders meeting. It was of no true substance. It was dumb. Right. 
Yeah. So anyway, alas. Well, Mike, I know you also want to talk a little bit about some other multimedia that is coming out, right? Yeah. So, well, since we were talking about Prodigy, there are two books coming out in January uh, from for Prodigy. Did that game come out, Supernova? So one of them is actually the like the book about the game or related oh, to the game called Supernova, yeah. I believe. And then there's another book coming out. They're both middle grade books, like 160 pages. You know, I feel it's a little soon for a video game. I'll be honest. There's only been 10 episodes. It's not like, oh, we've built this rich mythology with all these characters. It's been years and years to tap into. And this story can fit into this time frame. It's like, okay, there's been 10 episodes. I mean, as long as they're not diverting resources from doing the show to, uh, you know. It's just like, I feel it's a little soon, but fine. Yeah. Yeah, so that's coming out uh, next month. Actually, sorry, let's start with tomorrow. We're recording this on Tuesday, but Wednesday's new comic book day. Uh, Star Trek Stargazer number one is coming out, and it's a set between seasons two and three, and it's about Picard and Seven's kind of rejoining Starfleet and right. what that means. Um So let me read you the quick synopsis since I have it here. Uh, Embark on a never-before-seen journey set between seasons two and three of Paramount Plus hit series Star Trek Picard. After a tantalizing offer to return among the stars arises, Captain Jean-Luc Picard takes to the bridge of the USS Stargazer. But when trouble rears its head on a once-peaceful pre-warp planet from his past, Picard enlists the help of an old friend. And that old friend is Commander Seven. Or I don't know, you know, I guess she'll go by Commander Seven, right? I guess so. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but um, yeah. So neither does Commander Annika. I, I don't know. Hansen. Uh, Commander Hansen, right? Oh, Hanson. Yes, yes. yes. So, Commander Hanson. Um, yeah, so that's coming out tomorrow. So I'm I'm interested in reading that. Uh, Are they both going to make it? Are they going to survive? I mean, obviously, right? <laughs> it's just sometimes the stakes on some of those Titans. I'm like, okay. Right, right. Uh, but this is actually also written by Mike Johnson, who's a longtime Star Trek comics writer, and Kristen Byer. Uh, Kristen Byer right. Exactly. So, you know, this really has, I mean, Kristen Beyer has her stamp all over Picard. So, uh, and Mike Johnson is a, you know, for better, for worse, for better, for worse. Yes. We won't get into that tonight, but I actually think Kristen Beyer is talented. I just don't, I mean, there's so many writers. I don't even know who to blame for some of the issues. Right. Yeah. No, it's all, you know, yes, that's all kind of hard to tell. But she, she's uh, a lot of cooks in the kitchen. That's a problem. That might be the problem. I don't know. She may cook in the kitchen. Maybe. Maybe. So it's a three issue limited series run, which is um, what they did as a prequel to Picard three years ago right. so mm-hmm. um interestingly enough so uh that's coming out and then next month well yes and sometime uh mid next month i think uh comes uh the next star trek picard novel which i am trying to find which tab i had that in but um oh second self by una mccormick yes. So, and that comes out on the 13th so of September. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. That will, I will definitely pick up uh, for sure. Because uh, it's coming in out in audio, a book. And um, it's being read by January Lavoie. Uh, I do like Robert Petikoff's readings. Um, but um, I don't know these people. They're narrators. So, yeah, so that's the multimedia stuff coming out. Uh, I also think the Prodigy game is coming out at the same time as the books, so, or the books are coming out at the same time as the game is, which is early. You know, just need to make a mobile game with Murph and they'll make, like, millions. Seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Every kid, every kid at Mission Chicago we saw, they wanted Murph. That's my advice. Yes. Just make an easy mobile game with more. Yep. Like you don't need these console games. Like kids, kids don't even own consoles anymore. Like I don't know what they're doing. Like I'll be honest. Like this is me as a gamer. Yes. These are on the phones and their tablets. They're not buying an Xbox. They're not even buying a Switch. Like 
you know, they if you want to reach as many kids as possible, just make a mobile game. Yeah. With Murph. With Murph. <laughs> and you'll yeah. All I gotta do. Yeah. I mean you I'm literally could that. sell it for ninety nine cents and you'd probably make a million dollars overnight. Yeah. So yeah. Um but I think that's most of the news. Um I could, nothing else really stands out from Las Vegas. I didn't hear any rumblings. You know, I've heard some people. Did you hear good reviews? Um, and what's the what's the empire again? The what? <laughs> the teller. Oh gosh, I do the... not even care. I do not even bring that up because <laughs> I don't care. It's so dumb. Yes. I cannot. The Krell. Krell. So... Uh, yes, the Krell. Um, yes. No. Uh, so I did hear some reports about there being really long lines for signings. And, uh, in fact, in several occasions, the talent had to go before they could finish the line. And so people were kind of turned away and they had paid for tickets. So, Wait, um, I don't know if they were eventually refunded or if they were, was another time added or whatever, but it was definitely complained about a lot. Um, so really long lines. I mean, it was the most, I, you know, I don't know the whole space, but from all, you know, the net people on the network said they had a good time. Um, but there, you know, there were some issues like that, um, happening. Well, so yeah, apparently is very popular. Yeah. So, yep. uh, so yeah. And next year's con has already been, uh, dated. And I guess they're back at, I don't know. The horseshoe. Is that what it's called now? Yeah, Valley's is now the horseshoe or whatever. So it's the first weekend in August. Wait, is the Valley or Re- the Rio? Sorry, no, no, I'm not Where were they this year? Uh, perhaps the Valley. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. These yeah. I, don't, I don't know that. Yes. So I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. The Rio. I guess the Rio was where it used to be. So now the Rio is going to be the horseshoe. Yes. And this year it was the Valley. Yes. I guess. I think. Perhaps. All of those things perhaps. are. Are we going? I don't know. I, don't know. Uh, I that's the year from now, and uh, it's eleven months, and uh, long time to be dead. Yes, I mean I've already booked my. I just booked my next vacation, so which is a birthday getaway with Dennis in November mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. the Dominican DR. DR, so Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have not thought much of beyond that. Mm. So, um, wow. yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, shall we talk about the season premiere of Lower Decks? Lower Decks. Yes. Lower Decks. We're finally, we're finally here. We're finally, finally here. Finally at the Lower Decks season three premiere. Right. First stage separation complete. Let's bring what I like to call the Warp Core online. Sorry, Mr. Cochran. Ah, what, what are you doing? Wow. Wow, would you look at that beautiful blue marble. Wow, 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 wow. It's working. It's kind of working. All right. Inputting dry dock coordinates. Prepare to make history. Here we go. What are you doing? For riding with me, explorers, please exit on the right and take all your belongings with you. So, I mean, like we've talked about in previous episodes, I have seen this. I had seen this a while ago, but I've watched right. it multiple, multiple times. And now I just watched it like five or six hours ago again in preparation okay. for this. So how many times have you watched uh, it at this point? Four or five. Oh, my God. Um. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes in the background, sometimes not paying too close of attention. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So I know what I think about it, but I'm curious what you think about it first. So yeah, what do you think of the um, season premiere of Lower Decks? Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I think that, and I don't know if what you said influence me and if i would have thought different oh watching uh-oh. it i don't think so i mean it it was good 
and it is what it is. It's true to itself. But at the same time, it's also, we, we've seen it before. It's nothing particularly new, I would say. And I think the thing that bothered me the most, but it's also the MO of the show, your dog is a distraction, by the way. Um, your dog is a distraction. Just but, keep talking. I am trying to put him to bed. Okay. Well, here we are. Um, yeah, I think for me, I, I, I didn't really like the resolution of the Captain Freeman drama. It was kind of, I'll be honest, I actually thought it was kind of disappointing. But it is also the DNA of the, the, DNA of the show in terms of how they resolved it. But I feel it was like all this hubbub. And then it was like, oh, well, we like we resolved it while you weren't looking, basically. And I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I it, it's very season one. And I feel season two got us a little bit closer to the doings and go, the comings and goings of the bridge crew and the lower deck, the, building the uh, relationship between the lower deckers and the bridge officers. Right. So I feel like we got more into the business of the bridge officers and some of the stronger episodes from season two were actually those where we saw them interact more and do more stuff together. Yeah. So I feel this is almost like a throwback to season one. And yes, it is the MO of the show, but I also was just like, eh, it's all right. And then the whole thing with the, <laughs> with the Phoenix, uh, I enjoyed it, but it was almost too, it was almost too much. I feel it was like too much. I don't know, you know, and I don't want to just sound like I'm complaining because it's done well and it is what it is. But I don't know if it's almost like too self-referential to the point where it's like, I get it. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, I it's not a bad show. It's not a bad episode. I... I don't know, but I just kind of like, you know, when they went to, um, went, went to, you know, the, the Phoenix site, you know, in Bozeman, I was like, all right, like, you know, fine, we're here. And then you have the first contact music playing. And I was like, I get it. I understand. I mean, it's such a great movie, First Contact. and It is. No, First Contact is amazing. A, you know, so I feel like it was a homage to that. And actually that whole sequence was sort of part, almost my favorite part of the episode was sure. that piece of it uh sure. certainly the music is just so amazing sure. uh including you know the song that uh which is uh, is it yes yeah, from cochran's uh, uh cd yes. or whatever um i don't his zip drive his, I don't yeah know it's just yes, a zip drive exactly um, um yeah we have smaller smaller technology now than yeah. that uh but yeah we basically have isolinear chips like if you think about yeah, it yeah we do that's true um so yeah that was definitely my favorite part seeing and hearing Zephyrin Cochran and yes James Cromwell yeah. made a cameo yes he did I mean that was fine yeah. that was that was fun when the hologram the the Zephyrin Cochran hologram came up yeah and you know the other uh, piece yeah. of it that really made me laugh was just him like it's so Disney ride, you know, you get the like, oh, I'm just fixing mm -hmm. this. It's sort of like on the droids ride at um, Ep uh, not yeah, at, Epcot, yeah. at um, Hollywood Studios. And um, it's all of them. Yeah, They're all like that. You know, they yeah. talk to you and say, oh, you know, I'm just finishing repairs on the ship. Uh, make sure to finish up your food and drink. You know, it's just right. that yeah. was hilarious. Uh, so that whole sequence, I really enjoyed. Yeah, you know, um, I, I'm sort of with you and the fact that the, um, you know, you you. So in season two, I think they invested more in the bridge crew and the command staff and making the relationships yeah. between the lower deckers and the bridge crew, the command staff. Um, oh, more substantial. yeah, more substantial, and yeah. and you know, sort of less of like the lower decks, uh, next generation episode where you know you have no clue what's going on, which is essentially what this whole show is built upon is you don't know what's going on right. above you, um, right? And so they really sort of played into that for this episode, 
Um, mm. And I do agree. It's sort of a throwback to the first season, but it also, you know, while it well, I was disappointed that we didn't get to see more of a resolution or more excitement around like Mariner going to save her mom and, and all of this stuff. Um, right. It totally made sense after the fact that, you know, of course, none of that is going, none of that is in the purview of these four ensigns. And right. uh, it's just not part of what's important to this show. So it's just. Right. Um, so. Well, it's more about their journey than necessarily what they accomplish. Yeah. Right. It's more about them trying to get away with the Cerritos and Mariner's emotional journey of trying to, because she is so used to taking charge and getting her way yes. that she had to kind of come to grips with being not in control and letting the system do its work, which I, I also don't really know how I feel about that. I, I mean, it's like, trust the system, trust the system. And I was like, Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, we're all kind of Mariner at this point in life where, you know, none of us really trust the system because the system is. Not- yeah. Even the Starfleet system. I'm like, uh, it's failed us before people <laughs> like, you know, but I did watch so- the ready room for this episode. And, um, you know, Mike McMahon said that, you know, you've seen enough procedurals in in Star Trek that you kind of know what's kind of going on there. And that's, you know, and, and the way that they were talking about it is that of course the A story is not the focus of lower decks. So um, it's the B story or the C story. So it's, you know, so that was a good reminder. You know, it it does, it does pay a lot of homage to next generation, but it also Mm. is the flip of next generation where, the B story is actually the A story and the A story is actually the B story or the C story even. So we don't really get to see that part of the story, but I think we got so invested in the, how the relationships were being built that when Captain Freeman was taken away unjustly, we all felt how Mariner felt and we wanted Mariner to kind of resolve it. Yeah. I, the thing is, I, yes, I I agree. Um, and I think what my my issue with what you just said about Mike, Mike Mance, you know, it's his show. He can do what he wants. Mm. But it is one of those things where eventually these characters do need to grow and they need to be promoted. And, they, you know, it's not going to be another Ensign Kim situation. You know, they're going to get recognized for their accomplishments. They're not all, not all four of them are going to say Ensigns forever. Um, and it's like one of those, it's like Veep. It's like eventually Selena Meyer becomes president. She's not going to stay VP forever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the show is called Veep, but, you know, she is still kind of growing. She has ambition and the world changes, you know, the world moves on. And sure, the show still is what it is but you find a way to even though she's president to still play into the fact that she still has a lack of power or something you know like because that's her whole that's a whole shtick i don't know if you watch me i think i've you may, you may have talked about we have, we've talked about it and i have not watched it but i get the gist of what you're saying best comedy one of the best comedies in the last 20 years anyway wow um that's high yes. praise from you one of the best comedies in the last 20 i absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> Um, but I, uh, yeah, it's just that eventually these lower deckers are going to go up. They don't need to stay ensigns and lower deckers forever, but you still play, in, you can still play into the theme of them being, you know, you can be a lieutenant and still be like left out of the loop, you know, and be frustrated about it. And that's okay, you know, um, but your problems change and evolve and you grow along with it, but then you still kind of you can still play into the theme of the show, which is like you're left out of the loop and you you know, you're not in the know or whatever. There's I feel there's a way to still grow these characters without going into this trope of they're just doing these menial things and they're just left out in the dust. But that I feel that because I feel like that's the direction we were going in season two, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, so I feel this again was kind of just like uh, uh, a throwback to mm. you know old tropes. Yeah, 
a little bit yeah i, I agree um but uh but overall i mean i've enjoyed enjoyed it i think uh having that throwback to morgan bateson which is interesting um from next generation the uh gosh what is the all i can think of is the number three because it became that was like the signal to data to do what commander Ryder were said to do rather than to do what captain picard said to do uh cause and effect thank you yes yes so that was kind of cool also just going back to the very beginning of the episode well a couple of things from the beginning of the episode I love how oblivious Boimler is to all of these women throwing themselves at him. Had him. Oh yeah, I didn't like that scene. Did, what did you think about that? I, I feel that it was just so. It, it's like lowest common denominator. Like you know, these like scantily dressed girls that have like grape juice all over them, <laughs> and they're like throwing themselves at Boimler. I, I wish they kind of like change it up. Like maybe they could have like put a guy in there or something. Oh, that would have been, cool. yeah, that would have been cool. You know, but I don't like, yep. I don't like this. Like it's very old school, like nineties comedy objectification of women mm. and they're dumb, these dumb girls that I, I, I don't like that comedy. Like I, I feel that's, it's, it's like the, it's like the episode with like the, um, the Mugatus or whatever, oh, whatever they yeah, call it. Yes. And this is like, you know, lowest common denominator, like, you know, sex jokes, like penis jokes, size jokes, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that shit is clever. You know, I really didn't like that scene, actually. That's interesting. Uh, I know. You, I mean, him. I didn't, you know, I, I think it would have spiced it up to have have a guy thrown in yeah, there. Yeah, have a guy or have an alien yeah. or have a slug or something, you know, like yep. just change it up. Yep. Like, um, this is a show where you can like, you know, really expand uh that's a really know, good call different. i think that's a, one of the best pieces of feedback on this episode actually is that that yeah i, I really don't know like i no, i i can i can understand why um and yes i yes boimler yes i enjoyed I, I it from it. the perspective that boimler is just clueless right. um sure. that piece i enjoyed it from but yes the the rest of it i totally agree with everything you're saying as far as um as that yeah it is kind of it is it's too easy it's low-hanging fruit like cha- yeah. change it up challenge it a little bit like they can be better than yeah. that i just uh you know i don't it would even yeah, be cool to like fine. have a guy come in and do that but do it in a different way in a way that where he thinks like he's being bro-ish like kind of, like he could be like bi or something like that and like sort of coming on to boimler but and Boimler just thinks, oh, he's being a nice guy and wants to be my best friend or whatever. And, sure, yeah, and then no, Mariner yeah. points out the fact that, no, he was actually hitting on you. And like just having something, some different dynamic like that, that would have been really cool to see. Yeah. Um, but um, and then the other thing that I um, don't I love how every year they change the opening sequence of the Borg battle. Mm-hmm. So, right. so now they added the crystalline entity. Yeah, the crystalline entity, and I feel like it's changed a little bit more. I feel like there's something. Uh, else they have they have the packlets. Um, they had Klingons. They, the Romulans. Yeah, the crystalline entity was the one that stood out to me, but there might have been other. Yeah, ones. yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I felt like on this last viewing that I didn't pause it enough, or I didn't pause it to really look at it, but felt like there's something else besides the crystalline entity in that. Scene that uh, there might be. Oh, and speaking of the opening, now you know, so with Stranger Worlds, they've started to add the Star Trek. Oh, yes, yes, at the beginning. And this one has a Cerritos. I was like, oh, cool. That's yeah, I couldn't tell from it whether it was an animated Cerritos or a like a lot, you know, like a model, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, I do not recall. I, I think it was animated. I think so, too, but I want to say it was so realistic that it looked, could have looked like been a model, like been a like digital model of it. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yes, that's but that was, uh, I guess they were going to add that to all the shows. Yeah, so I guess we'll we'll see what. It's like Star Wars, like the Star Wars. Oh, like, yeah, the, the heads, the helmets and yeah, things the, like the that. Helmets. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is, an, you know, a, a fun, there were parts of it, I, I guess. The other piece that I was bothered a little bit by was just how violent Mariner got with her friends. 
Oh, we've seen that before. Yeah, though. I just I don't know the the same way that the opening scene bothered you. For me, it bothered me that she was that like her friends are trying to help her, and she's that angry and that upset that she's actually beating up her friends. I thought that that was a little mm-hmm. bit over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I, it's like that scene where she's what what game what is, game is that? The Japanese game with the sticks. Jumba or Pfizer? Oh, um, yes. The one that Will Rapper played with his dad (laughs) in season one or two. I don't even remember. Season two. And then that she played against both. And she like, yeah, she like and Rutherford. She really beats them up. Like she impales Rutherford's hand or something like that. It's like ridiculous. I mean, she's she's also impaled uh Boimler's in the premiere. She in and you know, did that to his leg with a batla. So right. when she was that drunk, was kind of an accident. They were both screaming. Yes, but she was also drunk, off Robbie Linnell. Um, but anyway, yes. So uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought it went a little bit too far for her to beat the crap out of her best friends, who were yeah. trying and, to honestly help her. Yeah, yeah. Like it, had they worked together, they could have potentially stolen the Cerritos together you know like instead she had to do it on her own and i think that well and the pun well she didn't want to get them into trouble right that was the whole point yes but yeah i mean they even told her we don't care like we you know so at some point i don't know it just that bothered me that was part of no sure um okay well um we haven't talked much about Rutherford and Tendi. I mean, they played more of a perfunctory role in this episode. They, um, they were at Cisco's. They were a nice callback, nice uh, yeah. animated recreation of that restaurant. Uh, yeah. Oh, and the Federation News Network was airing everywhere. Yes, FNN. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of little cool, cool little things um, in it for sure that that i had for the yeah i didn't i didn't look at the ticker but apparently there are a number of easter eggs in the ticker i don't know if you uh, i saw one uh yeah i read a couple of them i'm trying there was a jellico call out oh there was oh that one i missed yeah. i didn't i missed yeah. the joke yeah i didn't i didn't bother yeah. going back and freezing yeah. and trying to read it all well they do like to put those in there so um there were probably others that we missed that I'm sure there are yeah. plenty of, yeah, plenty of Easter eggs yeah. in the ticker. Yeah. Well, all right. Anything else about Lower Decks that you can think of? Yeah, I am interested to see where things end out with Ransom now being in charge oh, right. of yeah. Mariner. Yep. I, you know, we've seen their dynamic before. It can be very contentious, but then also kind of there's a little bit of like sexual attraction. I don't like we've seen, yes. you know, it's kind of, it kind of has run the gamut in terms of the different emotional ranges mm-hmm. that define their relationship. Right. So I was, uh, I, I do wish we got a little bit of Jennifer in this season premiere. Yep. You have seen most of that season. So I'm sure she pops at some point, but it would be nice to um, see her. I agree. It would have been uh, nice to up. see her pop up in the opening episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but although Mariner, kind of... you know, she, she was probably on leave, like she was supposed to be in Mariner was obviously not a leave. So um, there is right. that, or, you know, on leave, but not on leave, like so focused on what was happening. So, yeah. Oh, I thought um, it was interesting that Mariner also mentioned that she, where did she grow up? Since she mentioned she didn't grow up on earth. Oh, I don't, I don't remember either. But yeah, she didn't. Earth isn't really home. She had no connection. She had no connection to San Francisco. San Francisco. She was like, "What's this red?" Yeah, thing? This, yeah. They're, you know, like the Golden Gate Bridge. Yes. yes, people don't drive anymore. Why is it still there? You know, there were solar panels. Right. Yes. No, I know why it's there. You don't need to explain ah. it to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah the, there's. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was a heavy Mariner episode for sure. I mean, this was all about Mariner. Um, right. It was, yes, it was. And her anger, which, uh, you know, with Jack under, with her under Jack now, um, we'll see how she manages her, her, her anger. 
Yeah. I mean, it's definitely gotten her into trouble in the past. So right. will that change? Well, TBD? It, yeah. Well, we will see. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I would say it's a solid opening uh, yeah. for the season. No, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I, I know I had notes, but it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just like I wanted more. Yeah, you know, uh, and also on the ready room, Mike McMahon said, you know, we couldn't really keep keep. It's one tenth of the, epi- you know, of their season. So you mm-hmm. couldn't really keep the crew apart or have, you know. Extended, extended, you know, absence right. of Carol Freeman from. Yeah, from no, that, I was so. like looking at like the my watch and I was like, OK, they're like it's nearing the end episode and they haven't resolved anything. So I feel they're just gonna, I had a feeling they were just going to kind of like sweep it on the rug. Uh, which, which, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Cause I was, you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, I was, just, I was thinking that I was like, this is not one of like, it's not like DS nine where they can be away from the station for like six, seven episodes, you know, like, right. like they can't drag it out yes. because there are only 10 episodes. Exactly. Or like 22 episodes minutes each and it's not super serialized so they can't have like a part two which is basically a part three to the whole story right yeah so they did have to wrap it up which they did yeah. uh yeah so next week everyone's back and uh away the cerritos goes yeah i guess and things are back to normal i guess yeah you know uh so yeah well um i thought it was sol- a solid opening to the season and yeah it wasn't we'll bad. see where it goes from here um cool yeah all right well um i guess that does it for this episode mike do you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor sure fans that's who we did not see in vegas because we were not we were we were not in vegas but they were and uh i think they had a good show and they have already put up their pins from uh from the show which i was surprised at um so yeah, so there's a bunch of new pins to check out, including pin and magnetic Strange New World Deltas. So all new Deltas for command, sciences, and operations. They've got the uh, the Vegas poker chip with uh, Lieutenant Mariner Hold'em or Fold'em on there. Uh, and also this, uh, surprisingly, it's it's really nice, actually. The new Captain Michael Burnham Vegas limited edition pin from the women of track series. Um, so that, that came out and then also they did do a jet Reno pin, which is cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so a ton of new pins as well as the deltas for prodigy, which I, you know, is also a nice, nice, uh, different Delta. I, I I just really like it. Um, Mm -hmm. so a ton of great, great new releases, and they, I think I mentioned it last week, they've also got their final approval for the original Delta from Next Generation. So season one, season right. two, the circular um, one that we all remember from the beginning of Next Generation, which was really cool. Right. right. Uh, so that, that should be coming out soon. So keep an eye on fansets through social media is usually the best place to find out about new releases. Um, I follow them and uh, that's where I find out all the all the up and coming pins. So head on over to fansets.com. If you put a bunch of pins in your uh, cart, including the Strange New Worlds Memorial pin set, which will, you know, which is also amazing as well. Um, if you spend more than $30, you're going to get free shipping in the US. And if you use the code TrekGeeks, all one word you are going to get 10% off your order. And we want to thank Fansets for being the exclusive sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. All right. Uh, well, we would love to hear from you when it comes to your thoughts on Lower Decks Season 3, Episode 1. So if you want to reach us on social media, you can DM us on Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride. Or you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. And one of us will try to get back to you. Yes, we will. So, Oh, and, and if you like this episode, we would love to get a five-star, I think four or five-star review from you on your podcast platform of choice. 
Um, so yes, leave us a review. Tell us what you think and, you know, get us up in those algorithms. And uh, also, since we are heading towards 100 uh, and we would love to have a special guest related to Star Trek. <laughs> I just do like a call out <laughs> yeah. to like be a guest on if, our show. If you happen to know Wilson Cruz, uh, a fan, uh, right. uh, as a personal uh, friend, uh, you know, you right. could introduce us. Or Anthony Rapp. Sure. Or both. I mean, it'd be great to have both. Yeah. That'd be awesome. We'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We would love to have them on the show. So, uh, especially on episode 100. So, yeah, why not? That sounds like a plan. So if you have any um, connections to that, let us know. And help us out. Cool. All right. All right, Mike. Well, that does it for another episode of Deep Space Pride. Yes. And uh, we'll be back here next week to talk about the next episode of Lower Decks and... Anything else? Oh, and Star Trek Day is coming up. So we'll have... Oh, yeah. That, people are already... That's uh, that's next Thursday. So actually, I don't know if we'll record before then or not. We've not planned out next week's recording date. Um, yeah, hopefully they have some announcements for us because it's a little dry. Yes. Well, I mean, we have a, a show opening, you know, so there, meaning like there's an opening for a new show to be announced. Right. Uh, considering that Picard is in final post-production. So maybe we'll get the schedule for the rest of the year. Maybe. Um, and That'd be good to know. Who, and, to know. I, I like to plan. Right, right. As you know. Yes, you do. I like to plan my life. Yes. So it would be nice to know what I have to look forward to. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so... Hopefully we'll have some things to talk about next week besides Lower Ducks. So, well, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great week and we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.